Blog Talk Radio. but he wasn't able to. Um, he is having some medical issues, and we wish him well, and hopefully he'll be able to get better and come on the show and be a guest. So it was supposed to be him and his wife tonight, but they're not able to make it. We understand that, of course. So it's going to be live time with David Flowers. Because anytime anything messes up on the show, it's David Flowers' fault. That's right. Sounded good. How's it going tonight? Hope everybody's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. We've got several, and and you know we're still um, testing out my internet, so let's just hope there's no lagging. How are you doing, Stephanie? We are doing fantastic. Don't forget what? Everybody is, I'm breaking up, aren't I? Topics we could talk about. We could talk about. I, I, I know one thing I want to talk about. Hey, Ronnie. So. Hey, Ronnie. So. We're going to talk about. Uh, uh, people who. Okay. I was going to say, what has brought that on? Yeah, we came across one last night. We didn't. We did not. Don't let him lie. Yeah. Right. 
it was a slight orb chaser, just ever so slight. It was dust. That's, that's like being slightly pregnant. <laughs> okay. Every single... Ronnie Carey's pledge. Every single thing that happened last night, everything that happened last night, every sound that the ghost box made, Hey, Ronnie. It was, according to her, it was a ghost. I can't help it. She sat there and made us listen to all her EVPs. Again? Am I frozen up now? Yeah. Well, then you'll have to do the show. No, you're not. No, you're good now. Okay. They're really trying hard to fix this internet. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, Ryan, how's it going? If you sit there and look pretty. Yeah, Ryan can just sit there and look pretty. But if anybody wants to call in, you're more than welcome to. Did you hear that? Oh, no, we didn't. They are working diligently to try to fix my internet, you guys. Yeah, but we had we had a um, yeah, but we had a we had a guest last <laughs> last time. <clears throat> she heard multiple voices. Might have been in her head. I don't know. But it's all I can do keep my mouth shut and just smile and nod my head to become my favorite saying, my favorite word. And I just wish there was a tactful way that we could tell somebody that they're hearing things. How do we do that, y'all? If somebody is so... Yeah, Ryan used the word interesting a lot too. Yeah. I never hear what they say they hear in EVPs on TV. Yeah. I mean, the the good EVP we got last night was from that other lady. Yeah. Where she was getting ready to pass through something and it told her don't. And we that was clear cut. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, I could hear that from where I was sitting at. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Pam yeah, McKinney, Pam McKinney said, says, well, you could say, well, that's a good interesting. EVP last night. I'm not yeah. saying there wasn't. Yeah, but she's, I mean, you know, you could say that. Well, that's interesting. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might work. Yeah. The problem is they play music too loud during shows to hear the EVPs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We we did get some really good EVPs last night, but the one not lady. Only that, not only that, but hey. yeah, not not only that, Ryan, but they also type out what was supposedly said. 
code and prints it out on the screen, and that's going to blow your your um. I can't remember think of the word I'm thinking of. Damn it! I hate it when I do that. Hi, <laughs> Squaw Boy. I've been around some of that cake train. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, it takes away your choice, and that's true, and usually it does not sound like what they typed out. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. I've seen that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it makes your mind start playing tricks on it. Well, yeah, that's what I heard. Just type right there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say something like, well, that's interesting, but yeah. there's, there's, you know, you try not to be too... Harsh. Yeah. You know, that's if, just a bug. If it wasn't the situation that we were in, if it wasn't the situation we were in, I would be more harsh. Yeah. But, but, but I can't really do that. No, you're absolutely you right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm be, but, but yeah, you got something. Yeah, I mean, but you have to. I don't, when, when, I don't think they did. Yeah, but there's um, there's been a couple of times when people presented stuff to you and you were honest with them about it and they were okay with it, you know. And Brian, I will sometimes say that's cool. We have we have to. Oh well, yeah, when they say, well, do, do, when they ask, yeah, yeah, if they ask me my opinion, I'm gonna give it. a possibility, yeah. No, they don't like the truth. You're, you're right, Ronnie. People don't like the truth. That's why Paul Shields keeps getting kicked off. <laughs> keeps getting blocked on his comments with Gettysburg. <laughs> Gettysburg pictures because he gives an honest opinion of, no, that's not a soldier. That's a blade of grass. <laughs> Poor Paul Shields. <laughs> it's paradelia. People don't want the truth about things today. It hurts their feelings. And we don't want to do that. And yeah. that's right. Everyone is an is, is an expert this, these days. That's true. Expert. Yeah. Expert. Yeah. Nobody has yeah. their. Yeah. That is true. You get the little orb chasers from time to time. And we get the other ones, too. I love the I'm psychic ones. They're so cute when they come in there. Yeah. yeah, people want their pictures or whatever to be real, the oh, real yeah. deal. And sometimes it's just not. We've had yeah. that too. Yeah, we get that quite a bit. And it's, you know, I, I, like you said, everybody wants it to, everybody wants to catch something, but it's always not the case. Unfortunately, but it is what it is on that. 
It is what it is. Yes. Next next topic, Mr. Orb. It is all about five time with David Flowers. I'm off. I'm just sitting here. That's right. If everybody caught something, if everybody it would, caught yeah. something, it would not be special. That is true. You're, you're, yeah. That's true. Since I've been, I've been in the field over 30 years, and I got a handful of stuff that is, without a doubt, un, in my opinion, undisputed. So. When I do get something, it's still very exciting. Yeah, you've gotten some really good pictures of the um, Nana yeah. House stuff. Yeah. And there, and you really can't dispute those. And the guests, yeah. too. A couple of your guests have got, uh-huh. too. Yeah, yeah. I've got some pictures that the guests have taken that's just amazing. Yeah. John Stevens for one. Yeah. Got that picture John Stevens took upstairs and probably one of the best pictures taken. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't I don't I I don't have a better picture than what John Stevens captured. He is a demon. Stephanie, you didn't know that. Yeah, and you have a, a few Yeah. We, we do have a crowd of people that tell me on a paranormal page about a lady standing in the doorway. They said it was a ghost. I simply said, I don't feel anything paranormal about this picture or the real lady in the doorway. And they bought me from seeing the comments to me. Yeah. They do that stuff. It's they're it's really good for Gettysburg. The Gettysburg yeah. pictures they're really good for doing that. You know, people get butt hurt if you tell them, oh, that's not an orb, or you know, the picture is so blurry. You know, or it's one of those ones where they zoom yeah. in on it and you see the paradelia, and then when you ask for the original picture. It's way, way far, you know, way back, and you're like, oh, well, you zoomed in on that, so of course it's gonna, so create something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous yeah. because it's right pixelation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, Stephanie. Yeah. Pixelation. Yeah, and it's just, it's just a shame that you can't give your honest opinion about something without somebody blocking you. So, yeah, it's sad that people get that upset about stuff or get offended yeah. easily, you know, because and then you get people in the field that go along with it. And then it's then you get people that are new to the field that believe that that's OK because they were told a lie. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, what I need to know from y'all on my end is how bad it's lagging and is there freezing going on because I need to know if y'all can kindly 
I need somebody else's opinion other than David Flowers. I just want to know how the audience is. The people who have asked for my opinion and then get mad because I say they say something. Yeah, yeah they don't like, yeah. Canceled culture, you can always, you can clearly see it was made from an app to an ad in a picture. Yeah, it's 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 not too bad right now. Okay, good. Lagging and freezing randomly. Okay. I appreciate that because they're trying to really fix this internet out here since I ditched Breeze Line. So I gotta let him know. That way they'll know what what route to take with, with what I'm doing. There. Hopefully we don't lose a connection. But if we do, David Flowers can handle it. Yeah, pixelation. <laughs> What else? What other problems do we run into besides the fact that people think you're a demon in a particular picture? Uh, you, you, yeah. Yeah, and you, you touched on a little bit of, a little bit ago um, all the so-called psychic mediums that we can have come through there. <sighs> Goodness. Yeah, all. I don't say a word. We we had we had one not too yeah. Yeah, we had one not too long ago that she was very heavily that she was a psychic medium. And then I don't know how this subject came up, but she come to find out that you're being who you are. Yeah. She changed her tone really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cut down. Uh, that's kind of cut down just a little tiny bit out there. All right, let me see. I'm letting him know so that I could. Uh, that way we can get this stuff and done there. So hopefully they'll be able to do something about it here soon. I'm doing great. But just trying to get this internet fixed. So I apologize for all the lagging and freezing. But yeah, our psychic medium stuff has cut down quite a bit. And when we're doing stuff, I just don't, I don't say a word about anything. I just kind of stand back and watch. And yeah. watch. Of course, there's one picture that David took of the great, what is it the graveside or the girl leaning up against the tree? Oh, it's the girl leaning up against the tree that somebody said, that yeah, she's, yeah. she screamed out yeah. demon <laughs> and it was actually David's shadow yeah she pointed out it yeah oh yeah people do that all the time yeah they're being called a lot of things Yeah, all right, so this is really nice. Okay, your equipment will be there tomorrow, getting it installed on Friday, so sorry for the issues. This is why I like this new internet company, because they're about customer service, and I can 
I can text message the owner directly. It's so nice. This is so cool. <laughs> For those of you who are in Havana, we got a new new internet provider in town. So we'll see how it works. This is awesome. And apparently you're the first customer. I am not the first customer. I'm not. There's people on the first person Hello, across this side of the bridge. That's all. Uh, how you doing tonight, Pam? Yeah, I have too. Yeah, six years old. It's funny how it starts that starts that way. Yeah, he's a trip. Yeah, I. Yeah, I you're, you're absolutely right there, Stephanie. People can psych themselves out when they're they're involved in investigations. Oh, and they do. They do. We just, we, David and I just sit back and watch it. You know, we just watch. But you're absolutely right because when they come, even just walking up to to the manor house, they're already psyched out about, you know, what they've seen or, oh, no, this place is haunted. And, I mean, you can do that at any location. I've just, I just don't expect anything anymore. When I walk walk at at something, I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just let it flow. So, but yeah, yeah. people do and, that. In the in the 13 years I've been doing in the 13 years I've been doing the tours, I think only maybe one or two handful of time that something actually happened on a tour that I can't dispute. Right. Because you right. got all those people, got all those people on the tours, and it drowns out anything that might be happening. Right, that's very true. Or if something is happening that, if something is happening, you can't, you have to discount it because you got all the, everybody else around there making all sorts of noise. Right. Yeah, yeah. So some stuff you have to kick out. Yes, I've had I've had a very busy yeah. journey and it's been very fun. Yeah, I, um, I'm sorry, I'm reading comments while you're talking. My journey has been very busy yeah, with cattle and horses. <laughs> hey, John Savage. Hey, John Savage, how's it going? They expect it to be like on yeah, TV. You That's... had a really good idea. Well, go ahead. You had a really good idea starting last year, setting up the um, body cameras. Yeah. And in, in different locations during the tours, because we've got some really good evidence that we wouldn't have got otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the trash the trash can getting kicked. Yeah. I was trying that, to catch the shadow figure, but never caught there. him. Yeah. The heavy breath. I'm all, I'm always afraid to take the body camera off because I'm afraid that we'll miss something. We'll miss it, and I don't want want to do that. So that's why I try to keep it on. So you know, I don't. I don't know. So we have, and you're right. We were talking about that. I'm reading Stephanie's comment that says, how about when the energy they bring causes activity 
not the actual location, and that's true too. We've had that yeah. happen. It's moist time, Jean Wells. I know. You might be getting a Guess grandma. What time it is. Yeah, moist time. Trying to read comments and read text at the same time. This is hard. Yeah, I'm, I want you. I'm, I'm, I've got texting through because people don't have internet, so they're asking questions in regards to paranormal stuff over the phone. Because not everybody gets oh. internet, so I've got I've got to go not only on the the streamyard. I have to switch back to blog talk to see who's on there that has questions. I'm doing both. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, got a question. I'll, what? I'll let you slide down. Yeah, you better. What? Got a question. What do y'all think about paranormal investigations? Who investigators who go to places and don't check the baseline readings, etc. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, he said they're ghost hunters, they're not investigators. <laughs> that was Tina's question. Huh? You said they were ghost hunters, not investigators. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. It's, and an investigator is going to take all the steps. And they're going to do a baseline rating. They're going to check the surroundings. They're going to do all that. Yeah. Where a ghost hunter... They're just they're just jumping in with the K two meters out, the video camera going and seeing what they get right then and there. The ghost box seeing what they get right then and there. Right. And I'm not, I'm I know that sounded kind of bad as far as me talking about ghost hunters, and I don't mean it to sound bad. I really don't because they. A paranormal investigator can be a ghost hunter, but a ghost hunter is not a paranormal investigator. All right, you you got to kind of elaborate. We've on all done the, done the pay to play thing, went to public investigations. Say what? I said you got to elaborate on that a little bit because some people may not. You may have some people on here that don't understand that. The difference. What's the difference between ghost hunter and investigator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, a ghost hunter, they go out for in getting a hit on the K two or on the ghost box or getting a K two meter to flash a little pretty light. But an investigator, they will do the research, do the baseline range, check out their their surroundings, try to take the steps to actually debunk whatever the the claim is. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with ghost hunting. We've all done it. Yeah. So I'll go to the pay-to-play thing, look at investigations. Because at a public investigation, unless you're there with a select group of people, the, the public investigation, you're not going to get any credible evidence. Or if you do, it's very rare because you have all these people there and can't keep an eye on every single one all the time. Right. 
Right. Of course, all of us have done it. Investigators lean towards the scientific side. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are we yeah. are still trying to figure out things with the rooms in the manor house, and 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 I think a lot of sometimes people on the tours take bring people with them. You know, or or it's people entering through other dimensions. We haven't quite figured it out. Last night we had a whole slew of hellos from people we don't never heard the voices from because there's a few of them there we're very familiar with. They have a distinct voice. We know when they come through. And the ones from last night were very new. They, I, I have a feeling that they were brought with them through the people that were coming because yeah. I was picking up on some of that energy last night. Or I could have picked it up from the location that I was at beforehand and brought it there since I was on a Civil War loca yeah, but, um, location. Yeah, that, that one girl that was there last night, that little short girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had there, definitely... I felt some... Yeah, she... Went somewhere quite right with her. Yeah, she was... She, she dabbled in stuff, you could tell. That's what we were talking about last night. People that dabble in stuff, they have a certain energy to them. So, yeah, it's very interesting, to say the least, you know. And honestly, I was kind of happy to see a small group last night. Yeah. Yeah, because we've had some big groups. Yeah, some big groups. Big groups. But that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, we get people, too. They don't, you're right, when they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And we and we get the people that are excited because they've never had a chance to use anything. You know, they've been on, the, been on tours but aren't allowed to use the equipment. So it's cool when you're teaching people how to do stuff. They have a yeah, good time. I, I think that's our problem. Yeah, I think that's probably our our number one comment there, where people they talk about, yeah, I've been on tours before that bunch of stories. This is the first tour I've done where we actually get to use the equipment. Yeah. Yep. I think we'll be okay. I can talk to a doorknob. Yeah. For hours. I'm just content that way. Really, Kay? My cat was just laying on the table here, minding her own business, and when those picker thing was sitting on the computer, she looked up at it and started swatting it. Oh, 
Maybe she don't like your nose picker. Knocked it off in, in my lap here. Now you'll be all right. <laughs> Can't be any worse than getting nudged on the boobs by horses yesterday. Up, right. I had a horse. I had a horse client. I had a horse client that was a thoroughbred yesterday, y'all. He liked boobies. So what came up to be a nice shirt ended up full of slobber and grain. <laughs> but it was all fun. Didn't know you were doing the Shut up. So think about your bestiality, asshole. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> what else do we want to talk about since we're sitting here venting on different things? Given your personal opinion and grief. The high damn prices uh all the Well, this is what kills me, is that you go on certain websites that sell the equipment, and then you go back on Amazon, and it's cheaper on Amazon than it is from the actual place. And it's not even in a piece of equipment that they made. It's just a regular little thing you can get on Amazon that's cheaper. <laughs> or Walmart. And it's not even a piece of equipment they made. They brought it yeah. out and jacked the price up, and people don't realize it. Yeah, David has... Yeah, um, they probably bought it from the same place you did. Has anybody ever... Huh? Has any has anything ever scared you at the okay. manor house? Has anything ever scared you at the manor house? No. No. Uh, one thing that happened that, that pissed me off, but didn't scare me. There's your answer. I'm, I'm an idiot that way. I don't get scared with this stuff. Yeah, he's just a – most assholes aren't afraid of anything. Did I say that? But, yeah, okay, outrageous prices on those yeah, kind of equipment. Did. <laughs> I did, sorry. Outrageous prices on ghost hunting equipment. Yeah. Next. I came up with one about the psychic medium. Can't mess with anything. Stephanie, your thoughts. Okay, good night, everybody. (laughs) I can't come up with anything else. Ronnie? Anybody? John Savage? I think John I think John Savage ditched us. I think we have quite a few people that's that. 
Yeah, he ditched us. Yes, Ronnie. We were we were trying to think about what yeah. we were gonna talk about. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Ronnie? <laughs> Pam. She's she's in total <laughs> I, I know it's, it's it's we had our guest planned and unfortunately our guest wasn't able to make it due to some medical things so we didn't want to cancel the show and it's a perfect time for me to test my internet to see if it's lagging to see if it's freezing so it actually kind of worked out better <laughs> because that way I'll know and I can let Jeff know thoughts on app thoughts on app I like necrophonics. For the most part, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm not going to say 100%, but for, for the most part, I I steer away from any kind of app. That's just my personal opinion, and I definitely do not trust any apps or equipment, for that matter, that has a work bank already programmed into it. I just don't do it. Yeah, I do like Necrophonics, though. The, the Necrophonics app, the, yeah, the Necrophonics app, um, right now I am on the fence with it. I I like the phonetic portion of it. But as far as the work bank, I, I, don't, I don't trust the work bank. That's just, just me, I don't. Because I... There's anything that's got words already programmed in it. They've only got so many words, and they, they pop up randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost tube, somebody said, is a joke. I kind of liked ghost tube. Yeah. You got shitty internet, ghost tube isn't going to work right. All right, let's see. Psychics on Facebook, I've noticed they only read people's profiles are public, so they're full of shit. They're looking on their profile. That's from Tina. So there's so many different. I don't trust any app that I've been exposed to thus far. I kind of like Necrophonics. I don't don't like uh, other ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know it throws, goes to, throws out random words. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like Necrophonic's new, um, where you can sweep fast and sweep slow on the, on the voice thing. Yeah, Necro. But that's about it. Yeah. So... And they have enough. They got a lot of apps out there. Yeah, a whole lot of apps. Mm-hmm. And I don't like on the SB7 or the SB11. I cannot stand the slower speeds because when the slower speeds, you will get radio interference. Mm-hmm. And Everybody who's listened to it has heard a word or several words on the slower speeds, and it's radio. 
because a lot of people don't realize or they don't want to realize or whatever that you're not listening to the radio stations. You're listening to the white noise. Mm-hmm. I like my SB11 box, Ronnie. I don't. I mean, I'm okay with the SB7. We use it on the tours, you know. But if I have to choose between the two of them, I like the SB11 box because it just doesn't seem. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it gets the same. It's it's a smoother read to me than the SB. <laughs> well. box a lot better, but not to loan out on the tour because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but overall, I do like I like it a lot better. And I do like the um, what's the other one? The EDI box. I like that too. On on my SB11 box, I've never gotten a radio station tune in on it. Not, I mean, I haven't. I just, I've. It's well, always that's, just. Yeah. Well, at the yeah, but at the one thirty or one fifty, whatever. That's that's still kind of slow. You need to go minimum one hundred. Which is the fastest setting on the um, SB7. And on the 11, I stick with 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I like the SB11 box a lot better than. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But like you said, I don't use it on the tours because it's a little bit too expensive. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then what's your thought on K2 meters? Because some people say those are not accurate either, and some people don't use them at all. If I was trying to measure something, no, I wouldn't use a K2 meter. I use a K2 meter for a general idea of what's going on. Yeah. Well, you see, you see my aunt, my aunt Inez, that Pete Inez, well, that's my aunt. Mm -hmm. one second I have two boys and one's getting his head smushed into a cupboard as we speak are you going to be okay for one second while I go smack two heads together I trust me I don't need broken glasses again yeah. okay <laughs> sorry guys I'll be right back I go through this every week with these two. Sorry. Y'all don't understand. I just had to go get that boy's glasses fixed. <laughs> I had to go and drive all the way to Newport News for it. I can't have them broken again. That backup pair is not here yet. <laughs> yes, Mama's going to kick some butt. Yeah. You didn't hear that smack, did y'all? Because I yeah, smacked it pretty hard.
Nice. I haven't ran my millimeter for a while. Yeah, I, I need to. My, my gray one, I need to get a screw for the back. And my black one, I just haven't ran that one. Yeah, I haven't ran them either. But a part part of that too is because of the tours. There's some equipment that we just don't bring out with it. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. My gray one, I don't mind bringing that one out with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I run a, I run a. Um, Right. Uh, other equipment with my REM pod as well, mm -hmm. Ronnie. Normally on the tour, we'll run a K2 meter with the um, with the REM pod when we're on the tour. With the millimeter. Yeah. 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 But I, I haven't used the millimeter in a while. I suppose I need to pull it out and make sure the, <laughs> everything still works on that. Yeah, because I, I keep forgetting to pull my. Um, I've gotten hits on my millimeter, but not at the manor house as much as I I've gotten. Uh, when I was doing the tour, when was it? When I first came there, there was a girl one night dressed in like period style clothing, and we got a lot of hits on the millimeter that particular night. Remember that? That was like. Gosh, when I it was like my second or third time. I don't think we've got yeah, and I don't think we've got anything this year. Yeah, but we haven't used the millimeter yeah. really. Oh, the REM pod, the REM pod and the cat balls that we put out, we do. I'm more so yeah. on the cat balls than the yeah. cat eh, cat balls than yeah. the REM pod. Yeah. Yeah, I'll like take I, the battery. I don't think I've gotten any hits with the REM pod this year. Yeah. Yeah, but we get more, um, when was it, not this past no, Monday, but the Monday before when I was doing the tour, there was no way that the cat, I know, cat balls, cat balls, they all went off at the same time, which was really, really cool, and I was talking about gray uniforms yeah. with with the people yeah. on the tour, and that's, I got that actually on my body camera, I believe. Yeah, I So that was really cool because we, before we put those, when we put those balls on the table, they're tested. We make sure to bang the table. We walk around the table. We make sure there, there's no possible way them things can go off by simply somebody walking in. You know, because the manor house, when you get with that furniture, it's a little shaky, especially like the table. Um, you know, when you walk in and you step. So we want to make sure that that equipment doesn't go off by somebody just simply taking a step there. So we test it to make sure. And when I was talking about uniforms and how, you know, back in that time period, people couldn't afford full uniforms, and all three of them went right off at the same time. And it was really cool, and I got that on my body camera. And the tourists were, like, amazed by it. So, Breaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So...
Yeah, the capped balls. Yeah, we we do that. The cat balls, um, well, we haven't put them, like, around the REM pod, but the REM pod is right in the same vicinity pretty much as the um, cat balls are. But there's a few times I've walked in there, and they're just, you know, they're going off. And the, the when was it last year when they were going off like that? Um, after I had set them up, they kept going off, and I couldn't figure out, what was going on, so I walked back into the round table room to fix them because I thought maybe something was wrong or maybe something was draining the energy, and that's when I got the two heavy footsteps in behind me, but on the second floor, there's carpet there, so I got that on my body camera, yeah, so, you know, it's just cool. Yeah, that's really cool there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those footsteps are, are, they're creepy, they're just... It's neat, but it's creepy at the same time, if that makes sense. It's intriguing. So. Yeah. 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 I've ordered quite a few yeah, things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't tried well, light up. I haven't tried the light up marbles. I've looked at those. Tina ordered um, light up marbles. I've looked at those, but I have not ordered those. I got the motion detecting lights, you know, that I showed you the other day where you can set up the two lights yeah. and they can motion detect. Which okay. light up marbles? Tina ordered light up marbles and I told her I haven't. I've looked at those. No, we, we have no clue who we don't know who the footsteps belong to that night. David was downstairs. I, I was upstairs. I was upstairs setting up. I was putting a body camera on the fire extinguisher, and I looked in the round table room, and I kept seeing the cat balls go off. And I'm like, gosh, they're draining energy or something's up with the cat balls. So when I walked in there, I walked around the table, and I had on tennis shoes, soft-soled tennis shoes. And behind me, I heard two heavy footsteps. And so when I went back out, I looked around, asked David if he was upstairs. He said no, and then I immediately went to my body camera that I was setting up on the extinguisher. I don't, I don't know who made those steps, but I think it's the person that he has a picture of because he caught a shadow figure on the second floor foyer, and I'm, one, I'm thinking it's the same one. I'm thinking it's the same person in the little, and I'm thinking the deep breath is the same. It all comes together when you see his picture. Yeah, the footsteps and then the heavy breath. And we're not the only one that has the heavy breath on that either. We have a security guard that has the heavy breath on his phone as well, and it's the same one. So, yeah, you do need you need to schedule an investigation out there. It's, 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 yeah, cool. Ronnie, come on out. it's very intriguing. That's a place that you just, it's its just like Old House Woods. You don't get tired of it. It's almost like a, to me, it's a scientific lab because there's so many different things that happen there. And then we've had a few nights where something hasn't. You know, I, I don't know if they're tired or, you know, if it has to do with energy dropping. We've had in, in incidences where we've gotten nothing. 
and how do we get one, you know, rooms are right next to each other. So how come we're getting all this activity in Eliza's room and then we don't get any activity in the round table room and how come they don't follow us from one room to another, to another, you know, there's so many unanswered questions yeah. and we do keep a log. Yeah. I have a manor yeah. house log, so there's a yeah. lot. That was yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Why is it they don't like Navy people and they pinch them? Remember? Gene was joking about the, um, he was out there doing his, uh, remember when Gene was out there and he was joking around about the Navy, the military branches, and he got pinched on the pinky, remember? That was last, just last last year. We have that. Yeah. So, yeah, he got pinched on the pinky, and all he was doing was just, you know, joking around with about the different branches. All right, I got to get off of. And yeah, he got punched in the back of the head that one night. Yeah, he got punched in the back of the head, and he'd been punched in the back of the head twice.
This is Ryan hanging out with the co-hostess with the mostest, Rhonda. What is up? How are you? How is everything going in your neck of the woods? Everything's good in my neck of the woods. Made it through all those storms last night without losing power and all the good stuff. Yeah, we lost power for like maybe like two or three minutes and then it, it cut back on. Like when I got back from work to work, work at Pizza Hut, and you know, listened to my AirPods while, you know, while I'm working and stuff. And uh, as soon as I got home, I plugged my phone right in. It's like I'm not gonna, because <laughs> I knew it was coming. And uh, I, I took my work phone, which nobody calls my work phone anymore. We like do Zoom and stuff like that. Like I have a work cell phone that never gets used. I made sure that was plugged in. My personal phone was plugged in. Like I lit some candles just in case. <laughs> uh, I may like candles anyways. I'm a big, I like, um, like Yankee candles. So I've got, um, all different kinds of scents all over my house. I got black cherry, one part of my house. I got balsam cedar. So it's like, it smells like Christmas over here by my computer. <laughs> and like in our room, we've got the Bahama breeze going. So it's like, oh, yeah. you can go from summertime to Christmas to, I guess, fall for a black cherry. So <laughs> we have all the seasons going on at, over at our apartment. Um, so Rhonda is the uh, co-host of um, the Orion Effect on the Rift Radio Network. She comes on with Howie O'Dell every Sunday night, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern time. You had a you had a fun guest last week. You've got a you got a new show coming up coming out on Wednesday, I believe. One of the one of your hosts was on. Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing the show on Wednesday. She did decide not to go with the Rift Network because she's got a couple of oh. plans, I think. Damn, well, to do things, but she will be on. And she's actually a good friend of mine and Howie, so. Okay, well. She definitely will still be checking her out. It just is easier for her with what she's trying to accomplish for her to do it on some other platform. So well, I, I think I, I, she's basically going to do it on her own, like Patreon or something of that nature. I can understand that. It's uh, yeah. sometimes easier just to do stuff on your own and you know, be, your, be your own boss type of thing. And yeah. it was a fun show yeah. you guys you guys had on, on yeah. Sunday. This is a lot of fun. She, I actually got the chance to meet her in person. Um, you know, I'd seen her online and talked to her. We became Facebook friends before I ever met her, but she was at the um, Paracon at Hanover Tavern. Okay. Um, so uh, she was actually in town, so I got to meet her. So that was nice. Yeah, I need to make my way out to the Hanover Tavern Paracon. I've not been out there yet. It's right down the street from my house. So I don't have any, any yeah, excuse not to go out there. Um, out there. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely want to take the time to thank you for coming on the show on um, 
National Onion Day. I realized that this was a big day for you. And um, the primary reason why Austin couldn't make it onto the show because, you know, how his his history with onions, you know, it's he wanted to spend time with his family because it's National Onion Day. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on here. It's also decided to be married day. So if you're going to be sad to get married, apparently the, today is the day to do that. <laughs> to make your decision. Otherwise, it doesn't count. If you decide to get married tomorrow or – but the onions were off because I was certain he was out celebrating National Bingo Day. Oh yeah, well Bingo was his name. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you, a lot of you know that, but Bingo actually was his name. Oh, they changed it to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> he started getting weird looks. I wasn't about to tell anybody this. This was a, a secret he told me a long time ago. <laughs> the cat's exactly. out of the bag. You've been celebrating National. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I let all let all your dark secrets out <laughs> on the uh, the freaking Austin Paranormal show. But yeah, Austin's got some family stuff going on, and I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with onions. But if it does, maybe I don't know. Uh, so he will. He's not here, obviously. And honestly, next week I'm probably, probably he's not gonna be here either because he's young. You will probably want to go out Fourth of July. Ronda and I, we're old. We don't want to go on Fourth of July. We'll be here next week. Yep. Not sure what we have going on next week, but we'll be here. Um, we'll figure it out. Sometimes yeah, we'll just knowledge. wing it. <laughs> so our guests tonight, they okay. are two paranormal investigators. They are the hosts of Finding Unknown on YouTube. And I really want to say Finding the Unknown on YouTube. Really bad. <laughs> I had to kick myself. That's why uh, I had to look it up under first with me, and I was like, wait. <laughs> this isn't it. What the hell? <laughs> I was watching a video of theirs uh, this afternoon. They're at a, at a hotel. They're eating uh, weed brownies with a ghost. So yeah, I knew I, that. I didn't get a chance to watch that one. I didn't get to have a chance to see that one. I watched the one about the clowns and then the one with over the tattoo parlor. Where those follow me home, but I got interrupted. I didn't get to finish it. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a five-year-old, so I'm I'm constantly interrupted. So I watched as best as I could of it, but you know, eating weird weed brownies for the ghosts sounds like my kind of people. So I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. put them on the show here, and we'll get this party started. All right. What is up, guys? How are you doing? Welcome. Hey Ryan. Hi Rondo. Thanks for having us on National Onion Day. Appreciate it. Guys, I appreciate <laughs> so you. Taking, I know you got to eat your fried, you got to eat your your blooming onions, got to eat your your onion oh. rings. You know, I just appreciate you taking the time to talk with, talk to us tonight out of your busy onion eating schedule. Truly an honor for us. Thank you guys for having us. We love doing podcasts. Well, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so I want to go back to the very beginning, get our go, go back in the way back machine and talk about how you guys got started, your individual stories, and how you got started in the paranormal, what led to you, you know, doing what you guys are doing now. Yeah, mine's quick. Um, <laughs> I grew up uh, out, kind of out in the country a little bit, a few miles from town. Closest neighbor was half a football field away. Um, that house is really interesting. Um I lived there from the age of 
like eight or nine until I graduated high school. And at least every week, something pretty unexplainable happened. And family that experienced it, I've had some friends. Um, some friends wanted to come over more. Some friends said that they would never come over again. And um, in, in a nutshell, 20 years later, I met her. And uh, she's been doing this stuff. And she showed me some of her investigations and explained it. And I like gear and, you know, getting to the root of things and filming. And I just offered that, hey, I can help you film. She's doing it all by herself. Plus, I wanted to hang out with her. So um turned out that we communicate well, and it's really fun. We have a blast doing it. So we, we've we only been doing it together for in a year. Almost a year. Yeah, almost a year, and we have a hard time. We come to a different number of investigations that we've done together every time we try and count. So, but done quite a few together. Yeah, but he grew up with full-body apparitions. Like, his house growing up is like a paranormal investigator's dream. He always plays it down. I'm like, mm-hmm. like not everybody sees a full-body apparition, like, every day walking around their freaking house. That's crazy. So, um, but yeah, mine started, uh, you know, I've, I've always had abilities, so I'm a psychic medium. I didn't realize it was a psychic medium until my mid-20s, and, um, you know, weird things always happen to me throughout my life. I was seeing things, predicting things before they would happen. I would never understand what it was. Um, I went to some mediumship classes and figured out that I was a medium, and uh, my friend kind of convinced me to start helping people. I didn't think anybody would want to listen to me, and she was like, listen, you don't know until you try. And so I tried uh, five, five years later, you know, this year, I think it's almost six now, you know, I started Luna Paranormal and, uh, you know, I was in, um, invited on to be on multiple TV shows and things like that, but I just didn't like the way that direction most of them went. So I said, you know what, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody. I can just turn my company into a production company, learn the editing, learn, you know, all the equipment, spend all the money on it. And, uh, oh. and Oh, so you have a dog? Have a time. Huh? So, basically, you know, I just got, um, you know, for the longest time I was afraid of anything having to do with the paranormal or funerals or, you know, cemeteries. I kind of pushed myself away mm-hmm. from it because I was scared of it. But then I found myself being more attracted to it and liking, you know, how the creepy stuff and everything. And then I started it and then, I started dating him, and I was like, hey, you want to go on an investigation and hold the camera for me, you know? And he was just like, okay. And he didn't want to be on the camera, you know? So his first investigation, you guys can see me strategically not place his face on a lot of stuff. But then he just kind of became a natural at it. Really, he's a natural. And uh, he loved it, and I loved it. And that's just kind of, we just came together for our love of the paranormal. And so, plus more. But, yeah, that's how Finding Unknown began. So when you say you were scared of going to like or didn't like going to funerals and you know places like that, was it because of the way that it made you feel like being a psychic? So, so I'm 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 gonna like get a little sad, but don't don't get sad about this. This is really what happened. So mm-hmm. my first um, initial um, psychic medium thing that happened to me was when I was like ten, going on eleven, and my father had cancer, and I actually had a vision of him um, dying. And uh, it happened a week later. So I thought I had actually killed my father um, because I had seen the casket and the church and everything as it was. And when I walked into his memorial and his funeral, I saw exactly what it is I saw. And I was traumatized from it. I didn't know what mediumship was that 
I didn't know yeah. that I didn't obviously kill him. But, you know, after that, it was just seeing my father in a casket, just thinking that I did that. I steered away from anything that could possibly hurt another family member or myself. So I just attributed that with something bad. And, you know, so I just didn't do it. And so I started doing more research and understanding, like, okay, that's not what it was, you know. And so I started becoming more comfortable with it. Yeah. I guess when you're a kid, you can't you can't process that, and if you have no one to talk to about it and say, "Hey, this is what I saw," you know, I could see why that you you would think that maybe you had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, like you you just don't know as a kid. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, unless you watch TV shows or something, you know, at that age, but you wouldn't. You're watching like you know, um, I don't know, Cartoon Network, and oh, yeah. Nickelodeon, age, and they're not going to have anything on that, so it's just. I don't know, at that point, I just didn't have any references to turn to or anybody being like, yeah, I know what that is. You're a medium <laughs> at nine years old. So I just scared away from it because I was afraid of hurting more family members or maybe possibly, you know, sending them to their funeral. That was something that really did stick with me for a while. And Nolan grew up with it. And so you were living in a house and you saw people walking around, like, apparently, yeah. with just like, it was an everyday thing. It was, uh, yeah, it was probably... I mean, maybe once a week I would see something, but something was always happening. It was almost a joke. Like, with my group of friends, somebody would be a naysayer, and I'd just say, I don't, I get that if you don't believe in stuff, but if you come over and stay for a few hours a night, something will probably happen. And it usually did. It was usually, like, chairs moving and things like that. And for a while, I mean, I watched it by myself, and I tell my dad about it. He's like, well, you know, it's an old house, and could have been the wind. And a all strong wind. Yeah, and then I, when I graduated, I ended up moving to another city. And he said, man, it's going to be weird here without you, you know, because I'm the baby also. And I was like, you'll be fine. It's just you and mom. You guys go travel, do whatever you want. And he was like, but this place is nuts, you know. And I was like, oh, I thought it was just the wind. He's like, what am I supposed to say, you know. You're like 10 years old telling me that there's a third set of footprints in the snow when you and your friends are the only one home, what am I supposed to tell you? Like something's stalking you? It's the wind. <laughs> yeah, the wind making footprints. Yeah, nothing bad happened. It was just weird stuff. Like the chair chairs moving quite a bit. Like over the course of time, it would move like to where it was like in the way, like where no reasonable person would just leave it where it's at. And, uh, you know, cabinet stuff and drawers and all that, but we would occasionally, I'd see somebody, and then I talked to my parents, both my parents and my older sister about it, and before I told them what I saw, I asked them what they saw, and they saw the same thing. So, so Luna, you had shut it kind of down because you were you know, scared that you would hurt family members. Is there, is there a, was there a defining moment that made you start doing the mediums and classes and stuff? Because I find a lot of people, including myself, had shut it down. And then you go through some sort of tra- trauma that's what makes you kind of open it up again. So I was just curious, what what got you to say, okay, I'm going to accept this. It's happening. Let me take some classes so I can control it. So my friend, Katie, I was in Florida for a while, and there's a place called Casadega, Florida, if you guys have ever heard of it. It's a major spiritualist camp. Basically, it's a bunch of psychics and mediums that are alike to each other that do maybe have different abilities will live in a community like houses, like a neighborhood. Um, and you have to be, you know, like, I don't know, like brought in 
to the, you, you can't just move in. You have to, like, go through their, you know, I don't know what, what do they call it? Lilydale of the South. Education, that's what it is. I'm trying to think of the word. But um, so, you know, we go there, and she signed us up for, like, Reiki classes and some psychic mediumship class, and we went to the psychic mediumship class. We were tested on our psychic abilities, and then we were tested on our mediumship abilities. I did okay in the psychic ability, um, and then we were we were paired up with two people that we didn't know, so three altogether, uh, went into separate rooms and just tried to just jot down anything we could get. And at the end of it, I basically picked up on every freaking loved one on everybody's side, and people were just, like, crying, like, coming out of there. And I'm just like, I did not mean to make you cry. And then, you know, the, the instructor comes up to me, and she goes, I, I, do you know that you're a medium? And I said, I have no idea what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. She goes, you can talk to the other side. She goes, I knew something was special about you, um, you know, and so she told me that, and I was just like, and then it's like the light bulb went off, and it's like all of things that had happened to me up until that point just started making sense, you know, all of the weird things that I was experiencing. And that's when a friend was like, so are you going to help people with these abilities? I'm like, who the heck's going to listen to me? And she goes, you won't know until you try. And so I did, and here we are six years later, almost six years later. So that was my defining moment, just being thrown into it. Because, you know, as a medium, you just got to be thrown into it. There's no slowly easing your way in. Um, so do you find when you're doing readings for clients, if you still do that, or if you're getting ready to go to a location, that sometimes you start getting the messages way before you ever get there? Oh, yeah. Sometimes the night before I'll have um, messages from the loved ones. I'll dream about this, you know. I won't feel so well, you know, I'll just start getting, like, little inklings of, like, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what advice? Right, so, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you say? Well, a lot of times I'll, because I like to travel, you know, we go to concerts and stuff like that. So now, especially because we don't we have kids or anything, you know, to really hold us back from doing whatever that we can afford. But if I set up a place, um, I've learned she doesn't want to know the whole history of it. She'll, you know, for like the intro, she'll want to get like when the building, you know, became what it is and this and that. But there's times when, you know, the night before or the day before or on the drive there, she'll just kind of say like, I'm, I'm feeling this. Just kind of keep that on your radar, you know, if mm-hmm. anything comes up. There's been a couple times when I do like deep dives on the history of stuff, especially if it's local and we don't have forever to get there. And, um, She'll say something the day before, and if I didn't know her any better, I'd be like, did you find that weird article that's, like, 16 scrolls down from the thing and, like, read, you know, way into it? But, um, yeah, between that and it's hard to keep surprises from her. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> there, there is no surprises being kept for me ever. Spirits are always talking. <laughs> so It's hard to shop for it. Because you are, because you are, you know what, what, what he's gonna get you. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm full of prizes anyway, so yeah, I, I yeah, it's yeah. I tell you, her to turn it off. You know, with the abilities, the spirits are always talking. There are no such thing as secrets. Gossiping and shit. Yeah, yeah. They tell the truth. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. So is so any you want to or not? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> Just like I like to be surprised every once in a while to so just kind of. Um, so have you? Is there anything like like any visions you've had for a location where it like really freaked you out, like almost stops you from going? Oh yeah. 
um, I went to, so this was before him and I really started investigating together, so I went separately without him, um, but the Norwich State Hospital in Connecticut, uh, you can no longer go there. I have some people that message me from time to time off the podcast, so I just want to make a disclaimer. You cannot go there anymore. The buildings are unsafe, but um, before they did, it was basically a hospital for, um, you know, it was an asylum for the insane. Uh, you know, they did lobotomies. One, uh, that was a school for children, so let's say that their parents uh, were put in the asylum and there were nowhere to go. They would board them across the street at this schooling for children. And uh, me and a few girlfriends, Trinity Paranormal and uh, Brittany, they went with me. And, uh, you know, it was the first time that when I walked to the building, my spirit guides told me, I cannot protect you if you go in there. I've never heard them say that before. And, you know, Rhonda probably knows that's a big deal. That's a big deal because that's their main job is to protect you, mm-hmm. especially your for things like that. And, um, you know, as we get closer to the tunnel, like down in the basement, for some reason the classroom was down, creepy flights of stairs, through a long dark tunnel that was probably the size of a length of football field into a classroom. And uh, my spirit guides were screaming in my ear. I've never heard them scream before. They said, if you go in there, we can't protect you. Once you go past your breathe, we can't be with you anymore. And I'm just like, I've never heard them say this before. And I told the girls, I said, hey, if we go in here, this is what they're telling me. And they're just like, we don't have to go if you don't want to. And I'm like, well, it's for a TV show, so we got to, you know. So I just told my spirit guides, I'm going to be okay. I promise if anything bad happens, I'll run out. And we went in, and um, there was this thing on the ceiling, like on the wall on the ceiling. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Stranger Things, but it looked like a Demogorgon's body with, like, I don't know, like a gargoyle's head, and it was just very creepy and um i noticed it and it kind of turned its head at me and i kind of looked away really quickly as if it was like did it just see me did she just see me and i was like i knew that i did not want this thing to know that i could see it because for one thing i didn't want it to attach me i didn't want it to follow me i didn't want to cause any problems um you know so i told my i I told the girls that came over here i was like hey just so you know there's something really creepy in here we need to get the heck out right now and there i was like don't run just pretend you know just Mm -hmm. walk out and then we're leaving and, uh, yeah, after that, after I left, I did not go back to that building. I went straight to the front door, walked out, and I said, I'm done. Um, I am not going back in there. That was the closest thing to hell I think I could have ever got. I'm not going to say it was a demon because it wasn't. It was a creature that I've never experienced before. My body shook, like, everything trembled. My bones trembled. And uh, my spirit guides refused to talk to me for a week after that. They were so mad at me. So it's just uh, – it was very terrifying. That place is very dark, very scary, and uh, I can never get that creature out of my head. It, it scares me. There are things out there that you don't want to mess with. Um, yeah. So you were talking about your spirit guides, and I want to go back to that, that creature real quick. Do you think that was a manifestation of all the dark things that happened in that building, or is something that's living off the dark energy building? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, the term egregore, where people, if they believe in something enough, they can manifest things like mm-hmm. Thin Man and Susie in the house that plays with the red ball. It's like the same thing, but enough of this negative energy. I mean, if you think about it, people were being tortured. Kids were probably being abused. Lobotomies were done. Horrible, awful things were done in these buildings. And so, you know, um, it's the same thing with hurricanes. You know, after hurricanes, you'll, you're most likely to find demons or lower-level entities roaming around because of the destruction and the energy that comes with it. There was a ton of death in these buildings, and the only, I mean, death is going to attract death. 
and that's what it was. And I'm not going to say it was a demon because I'm not the first person to cry demon for no reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you this thing never had a soul. It was never in a human body, and it was it was it was dark. It was very dark, um, very scary. So. I can relate to that. The first time I saw something, it was in a sanatorium. And I I thought, I was like, one of the things where you said, because did I just see something crawl across the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting there thinking it, and all of a sudden my friend that was with me, she's a medium, she was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, I don't know. And that, you know, Brian is, of course, a caretaker of a haunted location, and there's something in that basement that I can both, you know, both in things. I'm like, all I can tell because of, you know, working with spirit, it was never human. I don't know what it is and how to handle it. I don't know, does it communicate? What does it do? I don't know. Um, it, it's very strange. It's very strange. I, I, I never want to try to communicate with them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough. Like, you know, when we have people come out to the cabin, they will be perfectly fine. But when they go when they go down to the basement, something will change. Their demeanor will change. They'll get angry. They'll get and one one guy come out there with his family, and uh, he said when he was down there, they were just pissing him off. He wanted to punch him in the face, and he never felt that way before ever. He said, "I never hurt my family," but um, you know, something something got inside their head. Um, and uh, my friend Dennis, he he, we were at a, a, a Christmas party out there. We had we'd been in the rancher. Did a little bit of investigating. We're right back at the cabin, which is the house next door to the rancher, and we were, you know, sitting there, you know, eating food, dancing, drinking, having a good time. And he was uh, leaning against the wall. He had a, a pistol in, in his, you know, and uh, he was like, "I just felt the urge to take the gun out and pop everyone you, everyone of you in the head." So he said, "We felt that. We felt that." He went right next door and. Went downstairs in the basement. Just you don't ever fucking do that to me. You don't get in my head like that. And he, as he was going, you know, yelling at the house, the house growled back at him. And I heard that when I walked in the front door because I followed him over there because I saw him leave. I'm like, what's, what's he doing? What's he doing? So I walked over there, and I heard him yelling at the house, and I heard the house growl at him. And you know, he hasn't had any problems since then, but. It's good. So you, you go on these investigations. If you're not prepared, even if you can't see it, like like you did, it can still affect you. Um, so what when you go on investigations, how do you prepare yourself for something like that? I listen. So that was very dumb of me not to listen to my spirit guides. I'm never not going to do that again. Um, you know, I learned my lesson very clearly from that because I could have hurt my friends and myself, regardless of it being for some for TV or whatever it was, you know. Um, and for me, it's uh, grounding myself with light protection. Um, you know, light protection is massive for me. I also wear a lot of crystals. I also wear um, the evil eye right here for myself, but I just basically tell the spirits when I walk in and no one knows. Like, you know, the way we talk to spirits, we're very kind to them, but we are very specific don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, we won't have a problem. And uh, sometimes I have to remind them, but for the most part, we just stay pretty stern and we're very kind to them um, unless they try us. And we're, we we set the reminder again, like, hey, this is our boundaries. So for the most part, yeah. we just we speak it out there. Boundaries and intentions are super important. But I find to you, like, of course, I'm fairly new into the paranormal part of things, maybe a year and a half in. 
but I like to go in there by myself. Like one of our leads on the team I'm on, he'll be like, okay, what do y'all think about doing separate? Like we'll each go live in a separate location by ourselves. I'm like, heck no. Nope. Nope. Not me. Nope. Not yet. Nope. So I used to be do my own investigations before I met him. I would go into a lot of places by myself and be forced to investigate by myself, but we have made a pact with each other that we are not going to go separate from each other ever. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do the destination fear or project fear, what they call it now anymore, where they set up separately in each different room. We just we choose not to do that for our safety because um, mediums are targets, you know, for attachments and things like that. So we just choose not to do that. We, we, we call it the buddy together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense because if you, something happens, you have a backup as well to corroborate yeah. what you what happened to you. Of course, you know you got the cameras and everything, but it's also good to have someone there. And even if he's in next, even if he's in the next room, it's better to have the person in the room with you for safety concerns and also for if you want for collecting evidence as well. Yeah. Not a lot of people realize those old buildings; they've got holes in the floor. They've got stairs mm-hmm. that are going to collapse. Like you have to be very careful. And I knew saw, I knew a friend of mine, Dylan, that he uh, he went to a farmhouse by himself, didn't see the floor was missing, stepped right into it, and a pole went right through his leg. And he actually had to lift himself up off of the pole by himself, no nowhere cell phone service, to then crawl to the car, get in his car, drive himself somewhere to cell phone signal just to get to the hospital. And it was that close from missing his artery. Wow, that those was the those, those old abandoned houses when you don't or buildings where you don't know, like some of the places you go to that a lot of teens go to, it's kind of somewhat safe because you know there are people that have been there before. But if you go to a place that's on the side of the road, you know, and you decide to go explore it, you don't know how rotten the wood is or, you know. Always ask permission before you go on. Yeah. It's simple. (laughs) You don't know if there are people squatting there, you know. You can walk in. There could be like a, some crazy person. She's not gonna ask questions before you know they they decide to do something to you. Right. Yep. Very dangerous. It's a dangerous hobby sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you got when you started uh, you know, you went through all the classes and stuff. Did you notice that um, the stuff was happening more the more you opened yourself up to it? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. You know, I would wake up to, you know, so when you become a medium, there are different <coughs> levels Sorry. of energy. Are you okay? Yeah, just choking on coffee. It happens. Air. I do it sometimes with air. But, <laughs> but um, there's different levels and different veils you can, you can uh, um, open up to. So, you know, fairies exist. Uh, goblins exist. All these different creatures do exist, but they live on different levels. And, you know, as I was unveiling these different sales of, you know, things, I remember, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I heard what sounded like Tinkerbell, like little Tinkerbell mm-hmm. bells in my room. And I, like, woke up, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, whoa, that dream was very vivid. And I was trying to fall back to sleep, and it happened 30 seconds later. I'm like, okay, now I definitely <laughs> So I talked to my, my you know, my mentor, one of the five mentors I've had, and she says that you're opening up the fairy world. She goes, congratulations, you know. So you're, you just never know what you're going to open up to, what you're going to hear, what you're going to see. It's always a surprise, and sometimes you don't want it, but here it is, you know. So for me, I, um, I'm what I'm, I, they call the a 
gray walker. So I can walk on the light side. So that's with, you know, family, friends, uh, good spirits, other entities. But then also I can see lower level energies as well and speak and see them too. So I call, consider myself a gray walker. Um, there are some people that just walk in the dark. There's some people that walk in just the light. They can't really contact lower level. Um, it's very hard to explain, but there are different levels to each one and how low an entity will get, just like how high an entity will go. And I, I find that children are the hardest to reach because they are so high up there with animals and God himself, the levels of where they're at because of their innocence. So um, it's just, I've contacted different things. It's just, it's such a weird, and everybody, everybody's a spiritual journey. It's never going to be the same. And then on top of that, it's ever evolving. So things that probably with you, when you started in your spiritual journey, like I'm seeing things like this, this is what I'm hearing, this is how it works, you get comfortable with that, and then they're going to throw a wrench in there, and it's going to totally change, and now you're suddenly doing this thing over here, but this doesn't work quite like it used to. It's always evolving. Always. And it's very dangerous, because even if your abilities allow you to open up to this, you don't know how to protect yourself from it, Mm -hmm. you can be attacked by it, which is what happens to me. I was attacked by um, what they call like a goblin or a gnome or a troll or whatever they call it. And that wasn't fun. I had to, you know, talk to my mentor to get me to help rid that. So it's very dangerous when you just allow it. How did that happen? Uh, You know, it's just all the meditating that I was doing and, you know, just allowing me to open myself up to different levels of different energies. It just happened. One night I allowed a freaking troll to come in and I remember my blanket was moving off of my foot and I just kept like you know like what the heck was that and then it actually grabbed my foot and pulled me almost halfway off the bed and uh and then my sister woke me up later that morning and she goes I was thrown off my bed about five feet and I was like are you kidding me she goes yeah and so my niece at the time she was like three and a half going on four and she goes I saw something in my room she was screaming um, that same night. So it tortured my family, and I felt really bad for that. But we got rid of it the next morning, so don't worry. But, yeah, when you open yourself up to stuff, you just never know. What does a troll look like? Is it like uh, the way you feet tall. Um, it's, uh, it kind of looks like a really big bodybuilder but really small. So its arms are really huge, legs are really stumpy. Um, its head, it's almost like they're bald and they've got random, like, wiry hair on them. Um, it's very strange looking. It's not, it's, it's not necessarily scary. Like, you would think, like, it would be kind of, it's, it's a very mythical creature. It almost looks like a rock creature, in, like, like as if it could blend into a rock, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, very short. It looks like you could kick it, you know? It's, it doesn't look like it could really take you out. But it can. They're actually very uh, powerful creatures. I sound crazy right now. No, no. I mean, it, it's fascinating <laughs> because you think of... Yeah. Oh, my God. I wouldn't kick one. I wouldn't kick one, but would you take a two-foot rock? No, I wouldn't. But they look like rocks. Like yeah. They look, they look just like a rock. Like, like if they hugged a rock, you would probably not know that they were there. Um, definitely what we consider an elemental spirit or an elemental being. Um, so, you know, meditation, opening yourself up to these experiences can have it's a good there are good things to it and there are also obviously bad things to it. Um when you started communicating with your spirit guides, how did they first like present themselves to you? And how did someone who is trying to get trying to contact spirit guides and trying to get into like knowing more about this stuff, how how would they go about doing that? 
Usually guided meditations are the best to find your spirit guides. I have one on YouTube, on my other YouTube channel, Luna Mystic Tarot. So if anyone's interested to go find it, um, you guys can just keep rewatching it. But basically, it is uh, your spirit guides will let you know when they're ready. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the ones that let you know. I What I always tell people is just continue to keep telling them to come forward every day, keep talking to them, keep saying, I'm ready. Who are you? Just keep asking questions. Just keep putting it out there and just keep doing meditations if you don't see them then just keep doing it but your spirit guides will will show you um my main one his name is jonas he he looks like a gladiator he came to me in full like gladiator gear the you know the, the really tall sandals and like you know he uh curly hair um dark curly hair he doesn't have curly hair but dark hair like his like mine um, he's probably around the same age as me, um, you know, just uh, light skin. He just looks like a warrior. He's, like, dressed in warriors. So my other two spirit guides, um, one is a dragon, and the other one is a raven. Um, and the dragon is Hugh. I call him Hugh. He doesn't really talk because he's a dragon. Um, and then my raven is Rose. Uh, the dragon was actually gifted to me from one of my Native American shaman friends. Uh, she uh, gifted it to me, and it's been with me ever since. So I have two animals. I did originally have up to 10 different spirit guides, but I fired almost all of them because they were not being helpful and they weren't doing, you know, any good for me. So you can fire them and they can fire you too. And not a lot of people understand this, but mediums get their abilities through their spirit guides. You don't just have abilities. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have them. So if they fired me, my abilities would go away. So um, they come and go, right? They come and go. mm -hmm. as you need them as well. So you may have a guide you work with for 10, 12 years, and they might suddenly disappear. Mm-hmm. Not disappear, you might not see them until somebody new will present themselves because of something you're going through or something you need to learn. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So what what people, what would would you say to people who are, you know, think they have a spirit guide, but they're not sure if it's just their imagination, you know, or if it's actually real? Never second-guess yourself. Never second guess yourself. Always go with your first intuition. If, if, if it's like I always tell people, they always ask me, how do I know it's, it's my loved one on the other side contacting me? It's like, let's say a pan falls off the stove and instantly you think of your mom. There's no coincidence into why you just thought of your mom. Mm-hmm. Take that and say, that was my mom. That was a sign from my mom. It's the same thing with spirit guides. Never second guess it. They're going, you're going to know when you're in the presence of them. They're going to show up and it's just, you're not going to be able to question it. So. It's such a hard. It's a hard thing to explain. You must go through it in order to understand. It's a. It's a. It's a totally different level in understanding. And if it's helpful at all, right? Sometimes I think you do it, and I agree totally with what you said, Linda. You just gotta try and try. You might meditate for six months, and all you see is color. And then you might get to the point where you don't know who is with you, but you know somebody's there. Yeah. You feel a presence. You might feel that it's male, female. Some of them will never tell you what their name is. But you know who they are. You know they're there. So it, it's a lot of practice. You just can't get stuck up on it. Yeah. We would get Ryan. Ryan needs it. Ryan talks to me a little bit. He wants to find it. See, we need to work with him. It's I can send you some links on YouTube videos so you can you can do it until you get become successful finding them. I, I would, yeah, definitely check out your uh, your video. Every, yeah. every time I close my eyes, I see the color purple, and it's every time. I just, I just, I don't know what it is, but every time I close my eyes, I see the, I see the color purple, and I'm like, well, what, what the hell does that mean? That's your protection color. 
So remember when I said light meditation? Mine mm-hmm. is purple too. So, you know, I always imagine a purple light surrounding me like a big bubble, and that's my protection light. So purple would be your healing and protection color. So oh. I've always been drawn to amethyst stones, and that's obviously purple too. Um, so that's very, very cool. Um, Nolan, I didn't forget about you. Uh, what What is the scariest place that you that you've investigated? Question for me. Um, I don't know how to say this without sounding fake, but I don't really get, I've really been scared. I believe that being scared and being startled are different things. Mm-hmm. I enjoy startled. That's <laughs> an invite. Um, maybe not right now, but if we ever see each other in real life, you have full reign to hide behind something and scare me. Um, yeah, so the biggest thing that I watched with my adult eyes was when we were at McIntyre Villa on our road trip. Was it two months ago? Two months ago, yeah. The balloon. The balloon. And um, watching the, I think it was was like almost not like taunting us, but it was moving the balloon right in front of us while I'm filming it in a way that's basically saying, try to be skeptical about this, buddy, you know? And then on top of that, we ended up, um, if you're not familiar with this place, uh, the McIntyre Villa in Atchison, Kansas, it gets so much, um, uh, what's it called? Activity. Activity that uh, the gal that owns it has room cameras in almost every room and almost every hallway with audio. So she said, hey, if you hear something, if you're up in the attic and it sounds like kids are running on the next floor down, and, of course, there's not kids there because you didn't bring any, just start, like, screenshotting your phone or try and make a timestamp, and then I can look through it. And so as soon as we saw the balloon, first off, uh, we were packing out, and it happened the next morning. We were packing out, and then we noticed that the balloon was gone from where it had been all night. It stayed in the same spot all night. And then all of a sudden it was gone, and then it turns out, my first thought was, well, if it's near a stairwell, it probably went like this, and it's at the top of the stairwell. So I looked up there, and it wasn't there. wasn't anywhere on the floor that we were on. It was actually in the furthest room away from us on the other side of the house, up a flight of stairs. And then we watched using the house camera footage that we got for the episode, too. It goes right past us. It goes past us when we were, we were having coffee. So if we would have <clears throat> harped on it and gotten, like, a lot more of the, the footage, we probably could have pieced together us standing there and then, like, the string going by the room that we were in down the hall. And then we get up, and on camera, while the balloon's in this room that it made its way to, we just walk by it. And it's just, like, See what it's like. I don't know if that's, mm-hmm. like, a metaphor for this whole thing, you know, but. So much stuff is happening that doesn't have it, you know, might have something to do with us, but, like, to be able to see something like that move, and just the way it moved, it was really, it was beautiful to me. I felt like, it, I was like this, is ha- this is happening. We've seen some stuff move. I've heard some noises. We've knocked and fixed, and you knock right back, and that's one thing, but to see this happen, and the way that it happened, like, the string didn't move at all like this. It was just the balloon just 
safe zone. Get under doorways, around corners, doesn't touch anything, and then just shrunk down to head level. And then once we notice it, it starts doing this, like, hey, see me? You know, and that was a, um, I don't know, that feeling. I like roller coasters, too. And I get, like, an adrenaline rush for a couple days after I go on a roller coaster. And every time I think about just that balloon, I get, like, you know. So that, to me, was, like, the biggest thing. It was it was creepy, for sure. Yeah, if you guys want to see it, yeah. it is, it is the, the McIntyre Bells of the Possessed Balloon is the episode. It is, yeah, you guys are going to have to watch it. It's pretty, pretty crazy. There was no wind, no AC, and uh, the string didn't even move. So it's. If we had something tied to it, you'd see yeah. a string moving. It didn't. It was upright and just moved like this. You know, balloons move very differently when there's wind. And when the helium's missing out of it and stuff, it's, it's pretty freaking creepy. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, for sure. We've been to some scary buildings, though. Yeah. We did, um, we stayed at a uh, abandoned funeral, funeral parlor, Sona, that was just, that's got to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Creep factor at 100. Everything you run into had to do with preparing a dead body. You know, like you go to put your coffee down and then you pick it up when there's a light on and there's like tools still sitting there and stuff like that. And pigeons and like you could see the moon through the roof type thing. And that was pretty like gnarly place to be. But we like, I really like old buildings. Yeah. I like to drive. I can travel, and this is fun. So it's just like the perfect, yeah, perfect fit, you know. We unfortunately didn't. Our content didn't make it out of the funeral home. It just didn't work out. So that mm-hmm. episode's not. Hopefully, we'll be able to go back to it. But I think they said they were trying to burn it down and just get rid of it. But I'm okay with that too, because that building has no reason to be that creepy. Just it's okay. Just put that one. <laughs> but yeah, that was very creepy. So going back to the red balloon. Was that something that where the the, per, the person at the the, the McIntyre uh, village, whatever, um, villa said, hey, you might want to try this? Or is this something you had tried before or something you would try again? So um, the twin paranormal folks, they went there. So we knew about that we were going to go a couple months in advance. And the whole reason why we went even on this road trip was to go to the Broken Bow Asylum. Mm-hmm. We got invited by Josh. Yeah, 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 by paranormal investigators. Long story short, decided instead of flying there, let's drive there from Oregon. And I was mm-hmm. able to take off quite a bit of time from work. She's her own boss, and she was productive the whole time. I'll vouch for it. And uh, so we just decided to string together a lot of investigations on the way there and on the way back. And so then once we have all these dates set, and I managed to get uh, Stephanie, I just sent an email to the website, and she hit me right back and said, hey, like, what night do you guys want it? It worked out perfect. And then we saw Twin Paranormal had been there, and they had a balloon move, too. And it's coincidental that their balloon moved from the second floor down the same flight of stairs to where we were, but ours went the opposite way. And they get so much, you know, they got the three of them are filming and they do this full time. So their episodes is just smashed with awesome things happening. And so they didn't, I mean, if you, if I rewatched it, I, I believe that they just were like, holy crap, that happened, that's wild. And then just moved on. For us, it was like, that changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I know that this, this stuff that 
we get is legit. Some stuff we're like, eh, I don't know. But that's why we like it because is it true or is it not? If this was like smack you in the face, that happened. But that's why he chose to do the balloon. Yeah. We initially ended up getting two balloons. One popped in the parking lot for some strange reason, but the other one made it. So that's why we decided to do it. He was like, let's do the balloon thing, which is interesting because Stephanie, the owner, she actually goes by Steph. She prefers to be called Steph. Um, she actually has a bunch of deflated balloons on the ground everywhere because the spirits really like them. So we didn't realize that was like a known thing there, but this one was on a string and helium in it. So they're all over the house. Yeah, she has, uh, for those that might want to book with her, she has a, a helium machine. You know, we didn't know that. I just, we had some time to kill because we had a short drive. We, we were already in, like, right there in Missouri. So we had, like, an hour drive. And it's like, let's go to Walmart, maybe find a tool, like, some toys that light up. Like, because this place is huge. Mm-hmm. It's two of us driving for all night and then some. She's so, Seth is so gracious. Oh, yeah. Just be gone sometime tomorrow or not, you know. Who knows, whatever. We're, we're, like, we're like, holy crap, how many batteries do we have? How are we going to plan this out? Because there's, like, ten rooms on every floor. There's a basement. There's an attic. There's outside. So we just got a bunch of stuff. And then we, we brought the balloon around with us. Like, hey, is anybody going to play with this? Nothing happened. Then we just left it where it was. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there the next day. And then we were able to track it on the camera. And so that was, uh, I guess, uh, Twin Paranormal was the uh, the heads up on the balloon thing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the crazy part is, you growing up, you see you see uh, apparitions all the time at your house. You watch chairs move. Of course, that was the wind. You know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but we have uh, but you watch the balloon move across. That that was the what was what what was about that balloon compared to everything else that happened to you that made it such a profound experience. To you personally? Um, I think probably because that's why we were there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're a couple, you know, and lots of couples like to go to Airbnbs, get out of town for the weekend, you know, and we do the same thing except we investigate them and they're usually 200 years old and rickety floors and stuff. So for this, it was, we we were almost as far away from home as we got on the trip. We were a couple, like 2,000 miles from home. And we had amazing experiences at other places leading up to it. So much footage. We have so much to, so many episodes that come from it. This was like, we like, we talk about things kind of like wins and losses, even though we believe we don't really have any losses, even if we don't get anything or if we get amazing stuff and it turns out it's in slow motion because I pressed the button wrong or, or the, the audio is messed up. But this was, we went to this place. And then I thought, we need to get a bunch of stuff. We got balloons. It was some work. Had I known that she had them there, it would have been nice to know. But we ended up, like, driving 20 minutes each way to the store that happened to be open to get this balloon, two of them. They're sitting next to us in the car, not touching anything. One of them pops, tears a cup out of us. And the one that didn't pop was the one that we brought with us that took off and did this whole thing and, like, made the whole experience. So it was like for that, and I'm 39 now. I'm not 12 or 13, mm-hmm. you know. So being able to, to, you know, have 20 years of is this happening? Yeah. Versus, you know. And yeah, yeah. You watch it happening, yeah. and you experience it. But you experience it with her. That's a whole other yeah. dynamic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see that? Oh my God! This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 
uh, it's a great feeling when you when you experience that with somebody else and you can always can vibe off each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of inspiration I get living with her because I mean I think stuff and I'll I'll tell her something or she'll just she'll kind of tell me how I'm feeling about something and then I elaborate on it <laughs> you know things like that but um, yeah to actually go out and like try to get evidence versus something randomly happening I think mm-hmm. is a little more excitement and I think like back when you were asking about the scariest moment I think the reason why I don't have like scary moments is because I don't feel like there was any negative intentions with any of that like we've had stuff move like not violently but stuff like slam against the wall and then that was it it wasn't like get the heck out of here slam against the wall the lights start flickering we got to go. It was just like, holy crap, that just happened, you know? So I, and then I'm checking in with her radar, like, how do you feel about this? And she's like, I, don't, I think they're just playing. And I'm like, okay, they're playing. We can just keep playing then. But I think that if it got to where, you know, that stuff was happening and she's feeling sick to her stomach or lightheaded, then yeah. it's like, hey, I know we drove 2,500 miles here, still got to go home. So, you know. So basically, when she gets scared, you get scared because you know shit's about to go down. Yeah, I get more serious. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of like a dumb, dumb hunting dog, though. Like, we have the buddy system, so I, like, don't get too far away from her. But I'm the dummy that's, like, you know, I'm the guy, first person die in a scary mood. What was that? You know? Go check it out, guys. She's like, where'd you get that ladder at? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just get touched on one. Or maybe it's squirrels. I don't know. Depending on the episode, if I find out that there's a tree branch touching the window, because that's fixed. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, she reels me in, and that, uh, yeah, we've had, um, I mentioned to you earlier, um, I had something touching my face when we were at a slaughterhouse in Arkansas, but it was just so elevated. Like, there were so many things happening. Our the sessions were ridiculous. The, all the devices that we're using were literally finishing our sentences. And it, for me, it was like something touching me, and I looked, and the roof is really high, and there's no bugs. And then the gal was like, did something touch your face? And I was like, something did. But I was like, whatever, back to this. And then it kept happening, and I was almost like feeling that experience away because this one was so, like, elevated. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, she says, like, she doesn't like it here. I'm like, hmm. Maybe stop touching my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's four o'clock in a big city. Is it is it scary scary or are we just gonna do another forty minutes of them? Yeah. So we're getting close to the end of of the the show here. Um do you have any other questions? Anything you want to talk about, Rhonda? I only had one question. and it's kind of kind of for both of you. So you mentioned when you were growing up, you saw full-body apparitions in the place you lived. Do you still see a lot of full-body apparitions, or was it just the haunting? And to Luna, do you think his – because a lot of people never see a full-body apparition in years. So does he have some abilities that are untapped, maybe? <laughs> He's been hinting at me uh, getting tested or however you go about it. That's why I said I will if you will, Ryan. Okay. Um, um, the thing about that is the reason why I remember it so well is because for some reason I remember thinking I can see this person's feet. So uh, that made it better. You know, Anna wasn't trying to hurt me. 